The Holy Gospel is written in the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning at the 18th verse. Glory Glory be be to to thee, O Lord. While Jesus spake these things unto John's disciples, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman who was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame hereof went abroad unto all that land. This is the Gospel of the Lord. A couple of years ago, I had the great joy and privilege to visit the Holy Land um, under the leadership of Peter Delaney. And it was so exciting and enlightening to see those biblical sites. And it's something that I'll never forget. I particularly like the Galilee area. And I can remember when we went to the ruins of Capernaum, I just took a bit of time out and sat on a rock, looked out at the lake, and wondered what it would have been like to be in the crowd on that day when Jesus and some of his disciples were just arriving in a little fishing boat, maybe, and the crowd eagerly awaiting what he's got to say. And then Jesus emerges from the ship, and he was about to teach them. But somebody weaved in and out of the crowd and said this, my little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be well and live. Jesus, who always had a real heart for the individual, as well as the crowd, makes his way to sort out this situation as best he can. But still the crowd are milling around him. And suddenly he says, somebody has touched my garment. And his disciples and the others say, well, in this big crowd, of course that's going to happen. But what Jesus was thinking of, that someone had deliberately touched his garment. And looking around, he sees a woman kneeling at his feet with terror and maybe ecstasy written all over her face. Something tremendous has just happened to her. Something which has momentarily drained Jesus from his healing power. With infinite compassion, he looks at the woman and realizing what has happened, 
he speaks words of reassurance that heal her soul as well as her body. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Remarkable story. And just a few points to notice in that particular incident. The first is that the, the lady had an in, apparently incurable illness. One writer has said this, though all the gospel writers tell her story, none specifies the nature of her disease beyond saying that she had a flow of blood for 12 years. Today she would undergo a hysterectomy, but such surgery was unknown at that time. And for nearly 12 years she had been suffering in this way with all of its turmoil and embarrassment. And she was at the point of desperation, longing for something to happen. And there are times in our life where we meet people or in our own life when there is that sense of desperation, be it a physical problem or a problem of the soul. And we're looking for somebody who can help us out of that condition. But notice secondly that she had heard all about Jesus. It says in our reading that she'd heard reports about Jesus. Maybe she'd heard about the paralytic who had been um, put through the roof and was healed. Or maybe the man with the withered hand in the synagogue. Or the transformation in the life of Matthew, the tax collector. Whatever the reason was, she'd heard of Jesus and it made her want to see him, make contact. It's still true today that people may have heard of Jesus but don't always realize what power he can have in their lives. And one of the great challenges for all of us today is to point people to Jesus and to do our best to encourage them to hear his good words of comfort, encouragement and challenge, particularly in times of great need. But the third point is to notice how timid she was in her approach. You know, some people would stand and uh, push in and demand attention, but this particular woman is quite content to wait her moment just to touch the hem of his garment. And she feels that he can be of real help to her in her desperate situation. I came across some interesting reflections the other day by a priest in an inner city church and he was reflecting on some of his experiences and lessons that he'd learnt and he wrote these words. It would be tragic if the church ever ceased to maintain in the inner city the type of ministry that represents the hem of Christ's garment. He writes, the local church in a, in a suburban community can often represent the robe of Christ. It enfolds people, 
draws them in, wraps them around, gives them a sense of involvement and belonging. But not all people are prepared to be identified in this way. Many want to remain in the, in the church on the periphery and any glad-handed attempt to draw them closer will simply frighten them away. And he concludes by saying this, the city church can perform no greater work for Christ than to hold before the passing multitudes the hem of his seamless dress. It will be a costly role to play because it often yields no rewards in terms of increased membership and additional revenues, but it is of great importance in helping the seeker and pointing them to Christ. And I think it's exciting, all of the new initiatives that are going on here at St. Stephen Walbrook, to just be available and to encourage people to know more about the Christian life. I once heard of a church where one person used to stand in the vestibule every week just to hear the sermon. And when an usher once said, why don't you come and take a seat, the person just ran off. As it were, he just wanted to hear and in his own time make his commitment. And last of all, and most important of all, in this little incident, it says that her own faith made her well. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Jesus often spoke these words in the course of his personal ministry. He was a physician. He performed the miracles. He made sick people well, but never without their cooperation. Always he renounced the glory and gave credit to the faith of those whom he'd helped. Faith was the one constant factor in all his mighty works, the one condition he made to those who sought from him the gift of healing. And with all of us today in our own Christian journey or where we are in life, if we have just faith like a grain of mustard seed and reach out, God will hear us, will bless us and be there in the crucial times of our life. So in a moment when we approach the Eucharist and have the bread and wine, maybe we could have these thoughts in mind. Be warm, sweet, tender, even yet, a present help is he. And faith has still its Olivet, and love its Galilee. The healing of his seamless dress is by our beds of pain. We touch him in life's throng and press, and we are whole again.